uh, Luke chapter uh, 16. Luke chapter 16 this morning. You probably heard uh, this message preached uh, 10 or 12, 15 times down. If you've been in church all your life, maybe, hopefully that you've heard it before. And then I'm going to do my best to preach it again this morning. Repetition uh, is the uh, one of the best things you can do as far as being uh, in a, a Christian service and doing what God wants you to do today. In Luke chapter 16 today, say with me please as I uh, read the Word of God to honor uh, the Word. I'm going to start in verse number 19. He said, there was a certain rich man uh, which was clothed in purple and fine linen and furred sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham before all, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, who may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy life time receiveth good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so they which would pass from hence to us uh, that uh, would come from thence. And then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, uh, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come in this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. He said, Nay, uh, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them uh, from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though or if uh, one uh, rose from the dead. Father, I pray you'll bless your word now, Father. I pray, God, you'll help me this morning, Lord. Can't do this by myself, and I need your help, Father. And I pray that, God, that your will be done today. And, God, you'll bless this service and bless this message. And, Father, uh, bless the Scripture. Uh, Father, most of all, it's by the Word of God that we're saved through faith. And I pray, God, you might just be with us now and lead us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. My title this morning would be this. Somebody help me, Lord. I got to get out of this place. Somebody help me. I got to get out of this place. And he tried every way in the world, uh, that rich man did, uh, to get out of hell. And so we see here, uh, in, uh, and some say this is a parable, uh, but uh, uh, I don't think so because there's men's uh, name are mentioned here in the Word of God. I think this is real. I think this is uh, uh, the Word of God. And besides, it's written in red anyway. So uh, Jesus said it, and we thank God that he did. And so we have uh, this 
uh, 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 time here uh, where uh, in, in folks are even today, and I forgot, I think it's over 260 times that the word hell is mentioned uh, in the Bible, maybe even more than that. Uh, but I think it is. And, and uh, you know, today, uh, nobody wants to think about that. They don't want to preach about hell. And they say it ain't a real place anyway. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Amen. Uh, when they die, all these actors and actresses and athletic uh, uh, people that are world known, uh, when they die, oh, they're in a beautiful place now. I don't know about that. If they're not saved by the grace of God, they're in hell. Amen. Amen. And that's the way the Bible tells it. It's plain, folks, today uh, in the Word of God. And Jesus made it real plain uh, right here about that. And he said, this guy, this rich man here, clothed in purple, heard a black preacher preach this one time. And he said, uh, uh, a man went to hell wearing a purple suit. Amen. And, uh, and so he did. But he said he fared sumptuously every day. In other words, he ate steak every day. I mean, had whatever he wanted in his life. The best of clothing. And, uh, the best automobiles, the best place to live, uh, all the money he wanted, and the best food to eat, and uh, uh, maybe all the prestige and, and things like that. He had it all, as some folks say today. Uh, but then uh, here's another man, uh, as we mentioned here, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which laid at the gate full of swords. I can imagine this poor beggar uh, just laying there uh, at this rich man's gate and the rich man and all of his people would pass by him uh, every day and uh, you know maybe snarl at him or uh, at him or, or look at him or, or try to avoid him any way they could. He was uh, disgusting because uh, he had body sores all over him and the Bible says the dogs came and licked his sores so that tells me he was in bad shape. I mean hungry and bad uh, and they're in filthy as the Bible says, to be uh, and desire to be fed with the crumbs from which fell from the rich man's table. Uh, more of the dogs came and licked his sore. So uh, he just wanted the rich man's garbage. That's what he wanted. Uh, that's, what, that's all he could get. He couldn't work. Uh, he was not able to do anything. And all he wanted was a garbage uh, from the rich man. I'm telling you, folks, I think about that. And I think about what God can do for us. All of us, really, if you think about it, was like this beggar, wasn't we? Before we were saved by the grace of God, we were just like uh, this old beggar. Uh, folks, we were without Jesus. We were without hope. We had no hope in our life. And so we, uh, as uh, Isaiah 64, uh, uh, 6 says, uh, that we were as filthy rags, as the Bible says. And that we were all uh, in sin and away from God. And so really, if you think about it, we were like that beggar in a lot of ways. But one day, Jesus, has come along and saved our soul and took us out of that folks today and now we're sitting on a solid rock to stay you know I uh, preached uh, several times out the years about uh, being once saved always saved and and uh, I think I may have told you this before but uh, I remember I was passing Wingo Baptist Church and uh, 
Uh, God was blessing that church. And I preached a message uh, uh, when I first got there. It wasn't long after that I was there about uh, once saved, uh, always saved. And uh, uh, had a great response to that. And folks come out of the church and said, uh, Brother Gossam, we've never heard that before. Would you preach that again? And there was with the song leader uh, there, a young guy, and he was just mad at me. And, uh, uh, you know, I would say, uh, you know that you know that you know. And Every time I'd say that, he'd get mad at me. And then one Sunday, God got a hold of him, and he was in his office the next day, and he uh, closed the door and told the secretary, hey, don't let no calls, nothing. Uh, I want to be by myself for a few minutes. And he said he got down on his knees, and he got right with the Lord, and God gave him assurance of salvation. He said, when I come up from there, I was a different man. Uh, the devil hadn't uh, pulled me down uh, so long and, and just kept me there until finally I realized what Jesus did for me. He saved my soul and changed my life. And I'm going to tell you something. He was a different man after that. And I thank God that he was. And uh, anyway, uh, we see that when God does something to somebody, he transforms us out of an old life and puts us in a new life. We're a new man in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we got a place in heaven waiting for us. Now this old beggar Old Lazarus, I, uh, and uh, let me read another scripture here. And uh, uh, it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Now, uh, we were a pastor at Mount Pisgah where Bose uh, for almost seven years I was there. And uh, uh, down the road, uh, uh, there was a junkyard and an old black uh, uh, Baptist, no, no, he wasn't a Baptist preacher, he was a preacher, uh, and uh, uh, he had 12 kids, and uh, he was a pastor of a little church down there, and uh, uh, he uh, uh, never did own a nice car, nothing like that, had an old Ford car, old rusty Ford car. he come by my house uh, every day, going to town or something, and uh, uh, it smoked, I mean, just smoked, and, and you'd think him owning a junkyard that he'd find something that, uh, that he could drive. But anyway, uh, that's what he drove all those years, raised old 12 kids. And uh, uh, when he died, uh, the preacher said, uh, uh, and I'll never forget what he said. He said, uh, uh, oh, oh, brother, what's his name, Alan? What? Huh? Yeah, Rastus. Uh, his first name was Rastus. And uh, the preacher said, oh, Rastus. All he drove around in an old rusty old Ford car. And he never did have much of this world's good. But when he died, the pallbearers of God came down in a, a white Cadillac and drove him on to heaven. Amen. They said that place got tore all to pieces. Amen. I can believe that. I remember when my grandmama passed away. I was up there at the hospital. And uh, uh, she was kind of uh, uh, jittery and nervous. And she was going to die. Uh, she was blind and, and had diabetes real bad and uh, she had uh, called for me and I came up there and, and went in there and, I, and her, uh, uh, her name was Myrtle but we called her Mother Mert and uh, uh, I went over there talked to her and uh, uh, I started to say something to her and she said oh David I'm so glad you're here I want you to pray with me and so I did I began to pray for her and God settled her down and she 
just laid there for a few minutes. And then she, uh, in a little bit, she raised up again and said, David, where are you? I said, I'm right here. She said, pray for me one more time. And I prayed for her one more time. In about 15 minutes, she raised up and she said, I want to tell you something right now. The angels of God are coming to get me right now. And she laid back and went to heaven. Amen. Glory to God. I'm telling you, it's great to be saved by God's grace. It's a wonderful thing. I, I went for so many years without the Lord Jesus Christ. My life was a mess until Jesus came and saved my soul. And just like this old beggar. Now, listen to me. Uh, we know that also uh, this uh, rich man uh, went to hell. He said there uh, in verse uh, 23, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and see they were humming for all, and Lazarus in his bosom. Now look at verse 24. I've shared this with different uh, denominational people. And... Um, and Catholics too. And he said, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his tongue in water and cool my tongue for I'm tormented in this flame. When he snubbed his nose at that old beggar all those years and just went right on by him, didn't try to help him. And uh, he saw the dogs around him uh, licking on his sword. And he saw old Lazarus eating that man's garbage and all that kind of stuff. He didn't want to have nothing to do with it. But when he died and he was in hell and he was in torment. He said, please Lord, uh, send Lazarus that he might dip the tip of his uh, uh, finger in water and, and uh, put on my tongue to cool my tongue because I'm in this flame. I'm, I'm in torment. I want to tell you something right now, folks. Uh, I, I think about that scene and I look at old Lazarus probably dirty and, and you know just filthy and all that kind of stuff but when that man was in hell he wanted that poor old a beggar uh, to uh, put his finger in water and touch his tongue. I'm going to tell you something, folks. When you go to hell, you got a different attitude. Amen. And, and I hear folks say, well, I go to hell. Uh, I'm a, there's other people I know there too. We're going to have a party. You ain't going to have no party. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be by yourself. You're going to be in torments in hell. These old horror movies that we see today, it reminds me of what hell is like. It reminds me of those old uh, different kinds of monsters uh, that we see uh, in them. I don't watch them. Uh, I'm scared of them. Amen. They scare me. Uh, I don't watch that kind of stuff. But I, I've seen some of the advertising. And, and those monsters, those evil monsters, that stuff running out of their mouth and their big teeth and their claws and their slime that they have on them, all that kind of stuff, that reminds me of hell, really. I believe there's going to be creatures there in hell, uh, some of those awful angels that fell with the, uh, 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 the devil and they're chained up there now, but they're going to be loose one of these days. And I see that and I, I, I think about all that awful, horrible uh, mess it's going to happen and nobody seems to care that's why we have all these horror movies because it is desensitizing people desensitizing them uh, that they don't think about hell they don't think how horrible a place it is and, and how that uh, you can't get a drink of water uh, that you are uh, going to be in, in torment and misery and hurt and ungodliness the rest of your life I'm going to tell you something I aggravate uh, uh, Hunter and, and my son Chad they uh, and, and uh, uh, Justin too, they're they're hot natured guys. I mean, I mean they're they're just hot natured, and just aggravates me to death because I'm cold natured. Okay, and uh, uh, I aggravate him all the time about being hot and and uh, those kind of things. But I'm gonna tell you something. You think it's hot? 
here in the summertime? You think when July comes that it's 101 degrees uh, that, uh, that you're sweating and you think it's hot? You ain't seen nothing yet, honey. I'm here to tell you uh, that's going to be so hot that you're not going to melt, but you think you are. You think things are, uh, you're not going to last very long. And you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in hell. And uh, they say 144,000 is going to be saved. But uh, then they've changed that uh, because there's more of them now. <coughs> I'm telling you, uh, folks, there is a place called hell, and it's real. And I'm going to say something. God did not uh, make hell for you and I. God made hell for the devil and his angels. You go there because you choose to go there. You've got a choice, folks. You've got a choice, and you make that choice. And so we know uh, that uh, no way that man's going to get out of hell. There's no way when you go to hell uh, that you're going to get out of it. And uh, uh, the whole witness and others say uh, that when you die, you disintegrate and you're gone. You're done. That's it. You know, like a dog, you just die and that's it. That's not right, folks. That's not what the Bible says. You've got a soul. God put a soul in you. And you're going to have to give an account to God one of these days the way you lived your life. And we see that in the Word of God. This is not something out of David Gosson's mouth. And then he said there's a great gulf fixed in between. He's trying everywhere in the world to get out of hell. You notice this in the Scripture? First time I really noticed it uh, was this morning when I opened up my Bible and I went to this Scripture that this, this, uh, uh, this rich man was trying everything in the world he could to get out of hell. But it wasn't going to happen, was it? One time, one of my nephews came and spent the night with Chad. They were a year apart in age, and they kind of run around together. And, and uh, my nephew was raised Catholic. And, uh, and so, you know, no matter who came to my house, uh, uh, I would talk to him about Jesus. My son, if he ever dated a girl, he'd bring her home first. And he said, Dad, I don't think she's saved. And, and uh, we'd have a chance to talk to that girl about Jesus. You know what? He didn't have a lot of dates <laughs> because uh, he didn't have too many girlfriends. I mean, he had several, but, I mean, they wouldn't get real personal with him. But anyway, uh, we finally he finally found the one he wanted, and she got saved by the grace of God. She was raised Church of Christ, and she started coming to church for Chad on Sunday nights. Her parents would let her come on Sunday night. And she started coming on Sunday night, and she got saved by the grace of God. Amen. And she told me, she said, uh, uh, Papa, she said, uh, I didn't get taught that uh, when I was going to uh, the church I was going to. Uh, they are always down in Baptists. You bad, those Baptists, those Baptists believe this, those Baptists believe that. She said, I know that's not right. She said, I know it's not right. And she got saved by the grace of God. Amen. But anyway, uh, this young man, uh, my nephew, came and stayed all night with Chad. And, and uh, that Saturday morning, we was around the kitchen table. And I, I said, have you been saved, son? He said, well, uh, he said, Uncle David said, I go to church every Sunday. I said, I'm not asking you that, son. I'm asking you, have you been saved by the grace of God? He said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I began to share with him the scripture. Then I come to the scripture right here. I said, I want to tell you something now. That you, when you die without Jesus, you're going to hell and there's no jumping out of it. Amen. There's no getting out of it. You go there, you're going for eternity. He said, where is that at? And I showed it to him and read it to him. He said, do you mean to tell me those uh, uh, priests are telling us uh, that when we die that we can get out of hell? 
I'm saying, and I said, no. I said, that's not right. That's not Bible. And, and I began to share the word of God with him. He got saved by the grace of God, went home and told his mom and daddy. They called me and gave me an awful chewing and said, don't talk to him uh, like that. He don't believe that. That's not right. I said, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know where you're at. But I know that boy got saved by the grace of God. And a few years later, had a bad accident. And he got killed. He died of results of that accident uh, years before. And they had all that rigmarole and that old smoke and all that stuff uh, uh, going, you know, and, and jumping up and down and all that uh, hollering and carrying on. Uh, and uh, the priest got down there and said mumbled words over him and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, I just sat there, but I was rejoicing because I know I'm going to see him again. I know he's in heaven. Oh, Eric, I'll see him one day. I'm going to see him in glory because I know where he's at. He said in verse 27, Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. And, and uh, talking about Lazarus, For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, that least also, uh, at least they also come in this place to torment. And Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they would repent. He's talking about himself, wasn't he? He's talking about himself. If you just let me go up there, I will talk to them about this place and about Jesus. But that, that didn't happen, did it? It's not going to happen. It's not going to. And uh, uh, he, said, he said to him, If they hear not Moses and their prophets, neither will they be persuaded, uh, be persuaded the one rose from the dead or if one rose from the dead. So we know uh, that the gospel will bring salvation if you're alive right now. If you got sense enough to understand right from wrong, then you got sense enough to get saved by the grace of God. I believe that with all my heart. I witnessed to a guy one time that uh, couldn't speak and and they couldn't hear and and I tried to talk to him about Jesus and, and all that. And finally, I just got frustrated. I jerked my Bible out. I pointed down this way. I pointed up that way. And I pointed to his heart. And he went, oh, that's like it right there. I think he got saved. Amen. Didn't understand nothing, but didn't have to. The Spirit of God brought it to him. Amen. It sure did. <laughs> Thank the Lord for that. I've seen things happen uh, in uh, what God has done in people's lives, but you've got to be willing to give yourself to Him. All this stuff that you have in your life. I remember when Don and I went into service, we uh, had our dog tags uh, uh, punched, uh, Cumberland Presbyterian. All that meant was when I was a little boy, I went to the Cumberland Presbyterian Church because I could drive a car and I and, uh, took my brothers and sisters. I was about 14 years old. And we finally got a car, and uh, they let me drive the kids to church when I was 14 years old. And I drove them to church on Sunday. And finally, Don uh, and I went forward, and uh, they sprinkled us, and we left that church without knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. It wasn't their fault. It was our fault because we did not choose Jesus. We just chose the church. Amen? That's all we chose. 
And that's the way we lived our life. And so my brother's about 25 years old, and he went to, uh, to a gospel uh, meeting and got saved by the grace of God. God changed his life that very night, and he was different. Him and I worked together. He kept me up, tore all the pieces all the time, and I'd tell him, I'm okay. I'm okay. I was not okay. And one day I couldn't take it no more, and God saved my soul. Amen. Amen. Change my life. Let's give Jesus a hand this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord for what God can do in people's lives. I'm telling you, he can do it. But this man waited too long. He waited too late. And he died without Jesus. And he went to hell. And folks, I'm telling you, that this is a 2,000-year-old scripture here. And that man has been in hell for 2,000 years. Can you believe that? Can you comprehend that? There's been this other guy, this old Lazarus. He's been in heaven for 2,000 years. Amen. He ain't ragging no more. He ain't got no more sores, amen. He ain't dirty no more. Dogs can't lick him no more. Why? Because he's a brand new man in Christ Jesus, amen. That's what he is. That's what God's done for him today. All righty. I thank the Lord for this. Listen, you can do what you want to in this life. Live any way you want to. Do whatever you want to do. But one of these days, we're going to stand before God. We're going to have to give an account for the life you live. That sermon you heard uh, on uh, uh, January the, what? what is this, 15th? I don't know what it is. Yeah. January the 15th, 2023. You heard that message from an old crazy Baptist preacher that not, don't know very much. But you heard the message of Jesus Christ. And one of these days, you're going to stand before God and you're going to give an account of this message that you heard and you turned your back on God. Folks, I'm telling you, I hate to be in that position if I were you. I'd turn my life to Jesus right now. Hell is a real place. Hell is a place for uh, uh, the devil and his angels. But you go there if you don't accept Jesus. These girls sung that beautiful song uh, a while ago about the cross. And, and uh, uh, Jesus went there for you and I. He didn't go there for his own purpose. He went there for the purpose of, of you and I coming to him and being saved by the grace of God. God loves you. He always has and he always will. That's what it is. That's what Jesus is. For you and I, thank God for the Savior. Thank God for Jesus and what he means to us in our life. Everybody stand, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed, brother. Uh, Elijah and, and uh, Christian come this morning, figures out a, long, a song, a verse or something that God might get a hold of your heart today and your life might be changed. You leave this building today, you're going to be a brand new person you're going to be a different person. You're not ever going to be the same again when you come to Jesus today. Or maybe you're here today and you know you've been saved by the grace of God, but you're not following him like you should. You know Jesus died for you. You know he gave his life for you on the cross of Calvary, that old rural uh, awful thing that he died on there, hanging there with nails in his hands. Side pierced blood gushed out, blood all over the place. He looked like a, just a mass of blood hanging there on that old cross. And he looked up the last time and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
And then he gave up the ghost. He went to the tomb. He stayed there three days. And he got up on the third day. And he walked out of that place. And he's now sitting on the right hand of God the Father. He's waiting for God to say, Son, go get my people. And one of these days soon, it's going to happen. Are you ready? Are you ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ?